Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the right left chronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 34. I'm Connor Murphy here on the West Coast with Grace Matthews all the way in Springfield, Missouri. Hi, Grace. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good, considering it's very stormy here. Absolutely. You guys are going to get it. You're going to get whopped. Yeah, I, I think Washington's going to get it as well. They're calling for snow now, which rarely happens out here. Burr. But uh, yeah, it's sideways rain today, so that's the weather of the day. Now today we've got a lot to talk about, and one of the things we promised yesterday was uh, to cover the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, Crime and Terrorism Subcommittee on the Russian ads. So Exactly. Yeah, I, and you know what? I watched the whole thing and I had a much different take on it than anybody else out there or any other media um, I'm not sure why that is. Um, other Probably than <laughs> because you don't have a pre-designed agenda. Oh, that's probably a good point right there. Um, I also, this is my domain. This is social media, technology, communication, advertising, marketing. Those are the things I do. So Right. I have a pretty deep understanding of, of how the social media platforms work and Facebook and Twitter and, and Google search engines or, well, I wouldn't be very good at what I do. So I found most of this um, quite entertaining as, as a matter of fact. Uh, some of the older politicians definitely struggled with the knowledge of the social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter and often displayed no basic understanding of the internet. I was actually surprised. I thought that they would have advisors that would have fixed that, but uh, didn't appear so. So the lawyers made it clear from their opening statements and, and answering a few of the first questions that the internet is global and has no borders, despite the fact that they are U.S. corporations. So yet the, the questions revisited this over and over again. So is this how... Uh, so this could also happen with North Korea and not just Russia paying for political ads. These were just really not good questions. Yes, of course it could happen with any country. So I found it rather ridiculous, most of it. Well, these old guys and they've got a lot of staff that's young. They don't bother to learn. The bad thing is they're also the ones that can make the laws that govern it, the Internet and social media. Yeah, and there was some mention of the FCC stepping in at some point, which, you know, yeah, that that was just scary. Yeah, some politicians asked questions that clearly weren't, were confusing to the lawyers as they tried to 
understand some of the comments that bombarded them, namely Kennedy. Yet he was he was praised in the media for basically accusing them of selling big data and stuff like that. And his questions weren't even answerable. When they would try to answer them, he would cut them off. Yeah, and, but he's very media friendly. So they're nice to him because he appears a lot on the media. Another reason why you don't have that agenda right. that some of these news people have. I mean, one of his questions was, what the success look like to you? Yeah, crickets. The, the, the lawyers were like, bank account. the lawyers are all red faced and looking at each other going, you know, who wants to answer this question? You know, it was, you could tell he was showboating. For the most part, they were asking these three lawyers to eradicate hacking, spoofing and trolling, which, well, hacking's been around since the dial telephone before computers. So they were being, you know, asked to make promises that, you know, this would never happen again. And truthfully... There's a lot of anonymity built into the internet. So they couldn't possibly promise those things, and it would be ridiculous to even think they could. Still, questions were worded differently, but meant the same thing. You know, how do you trace accounts back to legitimate sources? Well, you really can't, because, you know, if I was a hacker, or if I was Russia wanting to disrupt an election, I could make a fake account, run it through a bunch of shell companies and corporations, and hide behind a few Facebook pages, and sooner or later, the trail runs out. So there just is no way to do that. And basically what they were asking for was to make sure that everything everybody ever posted for an ad is reviewed by a person, which Facebook has 5 million ads a month, advertisers a month. That's not how many ads they run. Right. Plus all the posts. And this morning their stock is down a little bit because they have agreed this morning to hire 10,000 readers to monitor posts. There you go. And that was spawned out of this. Well, they created some jobs, I guess, on the bonus side. Yeah, I think that is good. Personally, I think that's the best thing that came out of the meeting. Yeah. So so to make this more clear, the Internet was built on on a bit of anonymity. You need an IP address, which is a set of numbers to get on the Internet. And then your your networking device has a Mac address on this. But hackers can easily spoof that. They run through a virtual private network. You can't say, oh, nobody can use a virtual private network because every business pretty much has one. So you can't deal with the problem from that aspect. So true identities are are really hidden and anybody could really do that without trying too hard. So there was a few politicians that did seem to know social media and the technology. Dr. Sasse and Miss Klobuchar were a few of them. Also Ted Cruz. Now, Ted Cruz got crucified in the media because they said that he kind of spun another side that wasn't connected to this. So some of the ads that were showed were pro-Trump and a lot of the ads or examples they showed were hitting on Hillary. However, Ted Cruz, he did expand the questioning to just beyond the ads in question. What Cruz did is he took account of the search results during the election time for each candidate on the platforms, whether the result was positive or negative. Now, the results were not surprising by any means. Bernie led the searches in positive posts on all platforms. So Hillary basically came in a close second and then Trump clearly in third with less than half of the approval of either of the other candidates. 
So Cruz's motive was basically calling to the attention to the three technology giants on throttling and manipulating the search results to favor their own political views and agendas. And of course, this was outside the scope for, for the lawyers to comment on, really, but an extremely valid question when it comes to the big data being manipulated by huge corporations in order to favor their own personal agendas. And it was all one-sided. It was definitely, you could pick the Democrats out of the crowd for sure. Oh, sure. So, you know, Cruz took a couple hits in the media, but actually it was very valid. And it came up one other time when the Twitter lawyer was being questioned on a particular tweet that had an American actor holding a sign up saying that you could vote via text. So vote Hillary, Texas number. <laughs> so they were using that as an example of how they manipulated the election. They demanded to know how many people called the number. Like if this was a Twitter number, possibly. Yeah. yeah. I, how would Twitter possibly know? Yeah, I, it's I, not their number, but they they were getting hit on. And, and finally, the lawyer came back with, well, actually, we did a study of that post. And that particular post about the voting through text actually had eight times the amount of people call bullshit on it than said it was real or started sharing it. So they got eight times exposure saying that it was wrong right so can you see where i'm going here absolutely absolutely so you know already for example if you go back to when hillary and um obama were running right for president i mean they spent 83 million dollars alone with facebook so they already would have been spending i suspect that hillary's campaign being a little bit more social media savvy, was already spending more, too, than Trump's people were, or Trump's campaign. Yes. Like they so don't that would throw, throw off this thing anyway. Yeah, like, the, like the there's... Results. Yeah, like they're saying they're mad at the power of the media, yet they've been using it since the beginning of politics. Exactly. So I found the whole thing comical as a Canadian, like just looking in over the border. 37,000 fake Russian accounts did not change the election results. No. Facebook had even less advertising. I think it was uh, 3,000 ads. That's and not I'll, much. I'll tell you what I know from the, the numbers there and how things are throttled. You're lucky to get 10% impressions or visibility. And they question right. what an impression was because, of course, that came up with the in the lawyer's lingo. Impressions are views. And you know that, that we're... We're in the business. We know what right. our ad impressions are. Exactly. So, yeah, this was, it was kind of interesting. 3,000, so you'd be looking at about 300 people influenced out of that one post. Yeah. So that changed an election? I think not. No, no, no. There's a lot, most, a lot of precincts that wouldn't change. Yeah. And what I really find hypocritical is we are well aware, the world is well aware that Americans kind of meddle in every other country's election yeah, well obama gave more than three hundred thousand dollars to try to throttle benjamin netanyahu in israel yeah, there you go so, and a lot of his support is from Jews, so that is just kind of amazing to me that he would take such a stand. But we do it. We do it all over the world, and we have 
pretty much always done it. Yeah, and I think they're called the CIA, as a matter of fact. You know? um, yeah, that, yeah. You're right. So I find this kind of a, a little bit hypocrite, actually a lot hypocritical, to tell you the truth. Well, we're, we have such a fascination lately with Russia, Russia, Russia. I yeah. mean, what is this fascination? You know what this sounds like? What happened? What happened? It does. The town so, crier running around. But basically, yeah, basically the politicians are trying to make Facebook, Twitter, and Google solve the global problems of hacking, bullying, trolling, and even free speech. So it's ridiculous what they were asking these three lawyers to do, you know? Hillary, this just screams that Hillary's still going, what happened, what happened? And they're trying to blame on someone else. But yeah. uh, in the in the real world, uranium one thing is is the real crime here. It is. It is the real crime. Is that how this thing will play out? Yeah, I I, I don't I, have much faith that the uranium one thing is going much is going to happen. I just I have a sick feeling that it's uh, they're going to get away with it. Well, you know what? You keep saying that these three guys that were indicted the other day were the fall guys. Right. And I think they are, but I don't think it ends there. You know, in many cases, especially with presidents, you find the fall guys, they take them down and it ends there. Yeah. You know, that's what happened with Iran-Contra. That's what happened with Watergate. You send two or three guys to the Slammeruzi and, you know, it's over, basically. Yeah. This time, I think the Fall Guys are a way to get to the ultimate prize, which is Trump. Oh, that, that's very obvious. You know, and not to take down three or four guys and protect the president like we've done in the past. Yeah. You know, they have found a charm bracelet in Paul Manafort. Oh, uh, I believe they did. Because he is guilty as sin. Not of colluding as in with Trump or the presidency. I mean, he was just already deep in Russian. Yeah, he's got smeared all over him. Exactly. I mean, Mueller released some more papers or unsealed them from his investigation. And evidence suggests Manafort was deeply involved in the Russian mafia. He used a company called Lucical Consultants Limited to wire millions of dollars into the United States. Um, this was according to the Daily Boost. In return, the Cyprus company received millions from a businessman and a Ukrainian who's also a Ukrainian parliamentarian. This led and connected all of the above to Simeon Megalovich. He is so-called the most dangerous man on the planet. The <laughs> crimes committed by his group and connections to this group leave nothing to the imagination. Murder, weapons, prostitution, it's terrible. And this is probably one of the most fascinating things about all of this. A Brooklyn neighborhood blogger basically broke this. Wow. This money laundering scheme, or one of them, I suspect there's others, on Paul Manafort. There was a um, brownstone apartment in the neighborhood that she, I, I, actually her name was Kelly. I don't know whether it's a male Kelly or a a female. So anyway, she was trying to find out about it because it was somewhat dilapidated. There was some construction trash and she wanted to clean up. And of course, her job as the neighborhood blogger is to investigate and see. 
Well, she discovered that Manafort owned it. Hmm. And one thing led to another, and this was back in February. Ultimately, Mueller and his crew gets it, and that broke part of the money laundering scheme because she buys just properties, you know, and does nothing with them. So we can add Slumlord to the list of charges. He certainly, you know, this happened right after the fallout around here in 2008, you know, the housing bubble burst. And there's people that would go around and just buy these properties and do nothing with them. Don't fix them up. Don't rent them. They just sat there. And just now they're starting to unload some of them. But this is what they do, because if you fix them up, if you rent them, you kind of are drawing attention to it. Number one. Number two, you're bringing in more money. Yeah. And that's something you don't want to do. Manafort, it just goes on and on. He had three passports. He traveled under a fake name sometimes, and the contact information was fake. I, you know, I can't wait for the book and the movie. Of course, <laughs> yeah, it's got to finish playing out here. But um, a lot of that money laundering of the properties, you know, has been going on for a long time, and a lot of people are guilty of it. And I will tell you that in the tax cuts, I'm not sure we have time to go into that today. They put a provision in there that's going to cut those guys off at the knees. And I noticed that. So I don't know. Which do we want to do your decks, Connor? Tax cuts or the news? Uh, Let's do tax cuts. Okay. I'll go through it pretty quickly. Uh, The tax cuts will lower corporate rates to 20%. Trump was hoping for 15. That would put us below anyone uh, on the planet. But 20% certainly puts us in a much better place than the, the previous 35%. Now, do understand these have not completely passed the Senate yet, so there will be some changes. The 401ks will be unchanged, so will the IRAs. First, 24000 for a family or an individual will not be taxed. Okay. Individual deductions will double. People will be able to deduct their mortgage interest on an existing loan, but new loans, that's where they're going to cut these launderers off, will max out at 500000 So you can't go do several loans and deduct the mortgage payments. I see. Okay. They will repeal the alternative tax credit. I don't know a lot about that, but state and local property tax deductions can be deducted up to 10000 No state tax deductions. That absolutely whops me. I don't know how I can come out ahead on this because state deduction is the most important deduction I take. I got to seriously look about moving to Florida. There will be a new family tax credit. They have not announced that amount yet. Repatriation is going to be 12% for cash, 5% on illiquid assets. The market had hoped for zero. Um, The tax brackets will be 12%, 25%, 35%, and 39.6%. This allows for immediate expensing of new business equipment. So you can automatically take that right off the top of your taxes. Double exemption on estate taxes. But this will be gotten rid of in six years. So I I think that's most people wanted this to go away right away, but they did kind of meet everybody halfway six years. 
and that's that's gone. Hmm. So tell everybody to keep living for another six years. Um, small businesses can write off business loans now um, immediately. They don't have to amateurize them. It doesn't sound like uh, there's a call to amateurize or modernize the tax code. That's where you hear them talk about they want the tax code to get to where they can you can do your taxes on a postcard. Hmm. The Home Builders Association is very upset about the $500,000 limit on new loans as a tax deduction. They have absolutely decided um, that they will not be backing these tax cuts. And that's that's a big association part. I think it has more to do with the fact that that has become a way to launder money. Oh, definitely. I know that when we meet with our financial guy, he always says, you know, don't pay anything off. Have a loan on it so you can take it off your taxes and you've got the cash free. I don't really like to live like that, but even though, you know, they say it's not smart, I think you're better off when things are paid for. I I don't know. That's my thought. Okay. Okay. Sinclair has had a change of heart. They are no longer interested in hiring Bill O'Reilly. Surprise, surprise. Uh, A Walmart shooting took place last night. Two people are dead, one injured. The suspect is now in police custody. Tesla is hurting for money. No surprise there. They Six months ago, that was the prediction. Investors are starting to abandon Elon Musk's prized venture. Uh, That's that's sad. It is sad in a way. Um, You know, I'm kind of a GM girl, so... Yeah, well, I think he's outpriced himself. Well, he has, and, you know, I also don't know what good he did himself when he came out and, you know, laid all his psychological issues on the table, because I, I watch the stock market. I've seen it do nothing but drop. You know, sometimes we can have too much personal transparency. Yeah. When he came out and said he was bipolar and all that stuff, I I don't know how many people wanted to invest money with him. Yeah, probably not a good thing to announce. Yeah. Bank of England has high interest rates for the first time in a decade. Wow. This is a big deal. Time Warner stock was halted today due to a DOJ investigation into an antitrust allegation. That That could be a big darn deal. That could be huge. Yeah, and the movie industry really does not need another hit right now. Jerome Powell is going to be the nominee for the Federal Reserve Chair to replace Janet Yellen. Good, solid choice, probably very similar to Janet Yellen. According to JTA, Trump no longer trusts advice from his son-in-law, Jared Kushner. They claim, claim, I I believe this, that um, Jared bad advice has given birth to the Russian investigation. Perhaps Steve Bannon should have stuck it around. It seemed like he was maybe giving Trump a little bit better advice than his son-in-law. Yeah. Um, We still have some sexual harassment just coming in like, you know, faster than we can type. Six women have accused filmmaker Brett Ratner of sexual misconduct. Ratner is known for Rush Hour and X-Men The Last Stand. Uh, Some of the accusations were very graphic, even too graphic for us here to talk about. Um, So, you know, that's bad. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's, uh, not surprising still. I hate to say it. Not surprising. And beloved Dustin Hoffman now stands accused of sexual harassment. 
by TV producer Wendy Reese Gazzionis. I don't know. The incident took place in 1991. She was 19 years old. A second woman this morning has come forward with a similar report. Anna Graham Hunter said Hoffman harassed her in 1985 when she was 17. You've got to um, dust those things off a little bit. Kevin Spacey reportedly made unwanted sexual advances towards a man at a party 30 years ago. Uh. Nevertheless, he did apologize. (laughs) And Jeremy Piven, formerly of Entourage, has been accused of groping Ariane Bellamar. What can I say? Being accused is starting to take on a trendy aspect in Hollywood. Has me wondering how to interpret it. These people just accuse. The other guy says, I'm sorry, and couple people lose their jobs and i mean i don't know how far back you should go you know yeah i well why didn't they say this 30 years ago that's that's what i don't understand you've got to be you know more empowered you know don't be anybody's victim nobody's victim hashtag nobody's victim that's starting to take hold at the opening of the chicago-based obama foundation michelle obama struck out at men she said men are entitled and self-righteous and women are probably the enablers. Barack must have f***ed her off. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. And, you know, maybe she might not need to air her dirty laundry. I don't know. Obama said that he and Michelle will no longer do selfies. <laughs> okay. That's, that's being kind of an ass, don't you think? Yeah. And, but this is the most perplexing. The Obama library will be a public not a presidential library. How weird is that? What do you think they're hiding? They don't want to release the presidential documents? Oh, yeah. That I is very, know. very fishy. Another false flag. Wow, we're getting like a false flag a day. Minimum. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The terrorists that plowed down nearly 20 people, killing eight, asked police for the ISIS flag to be hung in his hospital room. Wow, that's ballsy. Thank God they said no. Uh, Trump... <laughs> announces something you predicted last week, a return to Made in America. It will once again be respected around the globe. Trump also says that the reduction of corporate tax will bring biz back home. And he introduced Broadcom Semiconductor will return with a headquarters in the United States. Now here's, we end on a good note. Okay. Walmart will boost holiday sales with more than 24,000 store parties. I just can't wait till my honey says, put on that little black dress and let's go to the Walmart party, baby. <laughs> I mean, how desperate are you? Oh, my. Oh, that was my. your big news to investors this morning. Well, we're going to throw a party. We're going to throw 12,000 parties. Is that for people that don't have friends? I guess so. Why would anybody want to? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even imagine saying, oh, my gosh, can you believe tonight's the night? We're going to the Walmart party. Yeah. Well, uh, the Houston Astros won. Absolutely. And that was great. Their first World Series win. And, you know, that's great. After the hurricane, it's just a little bit of icing on the cake. You bet. I agree with you there. We can definitely agree on that, but we don't always agree. Life's a journey, and we're all in this together. Remember, do not become a victim. Hashtag nobody's victim. Thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor. And Godspeed to all of our listeners out there. Godspeed, Grace, and thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week.
Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the right leftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins.